0: Hello, this is Calvin, and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. You've accessed the Black Talk Radio Show, and we're presenting you with social commentaries from an African American perspective. One thing I must let you know is that the views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this show and others, log on to KUCI. Org. Okay, y'all, I'm really, really happy about today's show. I'm sitting here with a friend of mine, a newfound friend, Yancey Carter, and um, I was introduced to him by someone that you guys might re- remember. Her name is Renita Thompson-Johnson, and she was on the show probably about two months ago, and she introduced me to Yancey, and uh, I, you know, I just felt it's so important to get him here on the show, and I'm so happy to have been able to do that uh yancey was a in-home outreach counselor for juveniles sometime back and right now he's working in the field of higher education uh but we're not gonna even concern ourselves with his credentials we just gonna (laughs) (laughs) take this opportunity just to talk with my man yancey how you doing man Uh, i'm all right calvin thank you for having me man i really appreciate it oh man no problem no problem at all listen uh we here at a at a a uh, 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 college, and you're in the field of higher education yourself, and what I'm finding, man, more and more of is that a lot of students are not really uh, uh, sure of what they're going to do with their degree after they get out, and I'm sure you're well aware of the uh, percentage of people that graduate from college, you know, with a bachelor's degree uh, that sometimes can't find jobs, you know what I'm <laughs> saying, and and it's... Uh, I think pretty much a, a, a mindset that that plays a key role here in terms of trying to figure out uh, what's gonna happen when I get out of here if it don't work out like I think it should or I want it to to, what do I do then? How do you feel about that kind of thing, man? That, it, it,
1: it, it's difficult today when you see how much we've actually evolved as a society, but yet we still tend to educate. Our children, and we look at our educational system today in America is the same. For example, just think about it. Like, let's just say a student's coming in and they want to study business. Today, you can actually go on YouTube and you can get seven free videos from entrepreneurs who actually have their own business. By the time you make it to your first class, you're pretty much abreast and up to speed, probably more so than a professor. Because the professor, he actually doesn't own a business. If he did, he probably wouldn't be teaching. So he probably just has a degree in business. Right, right. And this is the first time also in the history of America where you've seen the most self-made millionaires Uh under the age of 30. Okay. And like 70% of those guys don't even have a degree. And out of those 70%, 40% actually dropped out of college. Wow. So you would think today we probably would have to be more informed on how we're educating our children today and how mm-hmm. we look at education i mm-hmm. remember teaching psychology classes and students come into the class they got a macbook right here their ipad right here and their iphone right here and if you don't get the attention within that first five minutes of class you pretty much lost them no kids so i think today that you have to cater more towards the children and how they want to be educated mm-hmm. than you mm-hmm. do so today of the traditional way of educating okay think okay. about it like yeah. they live in a world in which nobody's lived in before them just really think about this the average kid today grew up on the internet Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They learned everything from the internet, right? So right. the average sixteen-year-old today is probably going to be about ten to twenty times smarter than a sixteen-year-old twenty years ago.
0: I got you. I got you. They're
1: getting much more exposed to the world and how the world works at a quicker pace, based upon what the internet. They can mm-hmm. pretty much go online and get any type of information that they want, or to research
0: within the next five minutes. Yeah, that's an amazing concept because I, I, I you know, I never considered that in terms of education, teaching uh, in reference to what's going on today rather than teaching from what you learned or were trained to do, the way you were trained to do it. And I find uh, it's, it's a lot more exciting to, if, I, if I go to a conference or something of that nature, it's a lot more exciting for me to have the person speak not on what they learned, but what they've experienced. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And 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 like you said at the, at the very beginning, how if somebody can go on on online and find five <laughs> people that are willing to share that kind of information for with free. them for free, for you know, free. and you're paying sixty thousand, seventy thousand dollars a year to learn from yep. somebody who's all they've done all their life is teach that. Going to school, you know, and, it, yeah. and and that th- 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 that's amazing, man. That's amazing. So, with, with that in mind, um, what? Really is the benefit of even going to college. Why not just go online to try to learn something? But how does college help in that regard? It, it does from a social interaction aspect
1: I would say college is good because a lot mm-hmm. of days
0: to kids today are very like
1: socially awkward in a sense You'll get students who come into the office with their hood on okay. They don't even look you in your eyes like I've had students come to my office They didn't even know that they were graduating that semester No kids because they hadn't paid attention to anything that was going on due to the lack of of social interaction with other kids or joining some type of groups or clubs around college. Mm-hmm. They didn't do those things, they just came and went to class. So I would say it's a benefit in that sense, but from a business aspect, mm-hmm. Probably not. And I'm just being okay. honest. Like, again, you can go online and get like seven free videos about business. Okay. Unless, let's just say, if you want to take it to the traditional sense of where you're trying to be a doctor or lawyer, you're probably going to want to go to college. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah, want to go to right, college. Right, but if you're right. trying to study English and you want to become a writer today, literally, you can probably email your favorite author mm-hmm. today. Just go mm-hmm. look on the back of their book. They probably have their email address or the phone number of publication to where you can probably reach them directly Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And you're getting people who are building blogs who've never probably even gone to college. Mm -hmm. A successful blog, like the guy, I want to say last year, he dropped out of high school, but he started Tumblr. Mm -hmm. And what did he sell Tumblr for? Like eight years later for like $3 billion without a high school diploma. Uh Not saying that there isn't a benefit. It just depends on whatever your goals are.
0: But again,
1: you're in a society. Today, we're in a society where... You have so many different options to mm-hmm. educate yourself. Mm-hmm. And the best way, and it's just my opinion, is to self-educate yourself okay. for free. Okay. As opposed right. to going and you graduate from college, how much are those loans today?
0: Mm, the price yeah. of college is going up. Yeah, you know, it's right, never right. declines. Right. It goes right. up much right. more. And we right. live,
1: well, we're what we in California, right? Mm-hmm. So this is like the biggest college system in the world, the CSU okay. system in the US, in the UC system which is state-ran. Mm-hmm. So it's no longer about educating. It's more about a business. It's ran from right. a business I got aspect. I How got much you. revenue is coming in? I got you. How many classes are those students mm-hmm. taking? Mm-hmm. Is it full-time, part-time? How is financial aid being used? Okay,
0: okay. And so a person that, that, whose intent is to go to college, and, and I, I'm just going to go back, you know, like 40 years and, 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 and just remember that, you know, back back then the major objective was to have a diploma. It mm-hmm. didn't matter what you were majoring in. The mm-hmm. fact of the matter is that you had a diploma. I went to school, you know, over 40 years ago with with, with young ladies who said they came to college merely to find a, a mate that they could marry that had a college <laughs> degree. And the reason they were in college because they knew when their husband was having a business meeting or having a social event and and people were going to come by, he wanted them to sound intelligent. You know, at, at, and and be able to converse with people on that type of level. You know, and <laughs> and 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 that that tradition, because it's a tradition. You know, has, is 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 still going on today. You know, mm-hmm. we want to seem intelligent. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. so we go to school, and that mm-hmm. and that's that's really an underlying objective for people sending their children to school. You know, and so how how does a a, a, a child who's under that? Because for all intent purposes, if you're if you're a, the average uh, student graduating from high school in your junior year you were pushed by your parents your teachers your, your 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 counselors and everybody else find a school a college that you want to go to so you're a student you're under that 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 uh, umbrella of I gotta go to college what should you be thinking about along those lines yeah, yeah. in a junior in high school how should you be thinking in terms of my daddy and mama saying I'm going to college what do you do
1: yeah th- today again I have to take it back in speaking upon how much we've actually evolved like as human beings and as a society like that those are the students who usually fail Okay, okay. Because that student's getting pushed to be an engineer mm-hmm. because his brother's an engineer and his mm-hmm. father's an engineer, mm-hmm. but he can't pass like college algebra. Okay. So then you have to have a realistic talk with the student because now he's on probation mm-hmm. or the student's about to be dismissed. Okay. Then he's going to have to go to his parents and tell them that he's flunking out of college. Right. As opposed to telling that kid, who's not a kid if he's in college, mm-hmm. he's actually a young adult. And you're having a conversation with your parents like, hey, mom, dad, you know, you guys raised me, right? Right. You did everything that you could for me. You were great parents. Right. Mm -hmm. You gave me the great wisdom and discipline that I needed to make it this far. And you should be able to trust me enough to know that I'm not an engineer and this is not what I want to do. I really want to go out and be a business person. I want to study English. I want to be a writer. But just having a genuine conversation as an adult with your parents about Mm -hmm. what it is that you want to do and not being pushed into something that they want you to do. But double-edged sword because it's different for different cultures. Okay. Because okay. you may have a family that comes in from an Indian background mm-hmm. where that's their father was in banking. Their brother was in banking, their grandfather was in banking. That's gonna be kinda hard to persuade to tell that particular parent that's not what you wanna do. Okay. okay. Because to them that's what you're going to do. <laughs> right. Because not they're more yeah, they're more collected in terms of the family aspect versus in our culture we're built on being what? Individuals. Right. It's up to you of how mm-hmm. you take care of yourself and pull mm-hmm. yourself up from the bootstraps. So it's about that transitional period where that kid is no longer a kid, but now he's a young adult. Cause nobody's gonna wake you up for college class at seven fifty when you gotta be there. The professor doesn't actually care right if you show up or not. Mm-hmm. If your name's on the roster, you don't show up, you're marked off for the day. If you right. never turn in and you work, what happens?
0: You, fail. you get an F. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's solely on you. Mm-hmm. So again, it's about helping that kid make that transition from being a young adult to an adult coming out of that high school phase and having those grown-up conversations. Cause remember, okay. it's your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're going to sacrifice the next four years out of your life for supposedly something that's got to last your lifetime. Right. You're probably going to want to do something you want to do mm-hmm. as opposed to something you don't want to do. Absolutely. So if you're being pressured by your parents to go to college, and let's just say you don't want to go to college. It's always great. I would suggest that you send them to community college, where it's, Mm -hmm. what, 10 times much more cheaper, Mm -hmm. something you can pay out of pocket, Mm -hmm. and you can let him or her go and play around and do whatever they want, take any kind of classes that they want, whereas the risk is less, Mm -hmm. so to speak, as opposed to getting into that four-year university and taking out those huge loans that you have to pay back. Because if you're not getting a full ride or a scholarship for college today, and you're paying out of pocket, you got to make sure that it's going to be worth it. Okay, okay. That the means justify the ends. Okay.
0: You uh you have uh, uh
1: two sons. How old are your sons? Uh, nine year old son Caleb and my three year old son Nico. Okay. Nicholas. Okay. Yes.
0: And so uh that's a that's you know that's a pretty large gap. Mm-hmm. Three and nine. You mm-hmm. know. And so what is it? What starting at three? How do you tell your your your, your youngest three year old son that uh, life is about being able to deal with whatever. Comes your way. That, that 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 that's what life is. Um, and and a three year old, we, we we like to think that they're babies, it's still babies, but they're not. But the, your son is three years old. Yeah. He has learned all the motor skills he's ever going to learn. You yeah, that's true. No, that's true. No, that's <laughs> there's true. nothing else for him to learn in terms of being able to move about and those kinds of things. But everything that he that he hears, everything that he sees, starting when he was first born, is going to still be up there in that mind yeah. somewhere you know what i mean and so how do you how do you kind of guide him to continue to understand that all this that happens to you is about you and you're going to have to make decisions in that regard You know, I'm going to do all I can to help you with that. There's Mm -hmm. going to be some people in your life that are going to help you with that, and there's going to be some people that are going to deter you from what it is you might want to do. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you say that to a three-year-old child and continue until they get nine, then until they get 15, then and 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 that kind of thing? How does that happen? Because I think we got to start young. No, no, I agree.
1: You're absolutely right. I have these conversations with my younger brother all the time. And and to answer that question, I think you got to do it in small, small increments. Okay. You, You started off real small with those little lessons Mm -hmm. like you don't do this but this is why you don't do that because remember at three and four It's why. Yeah, all the time. Why? Mm -hmm. Why? But the conversation that you're speaking about, that's more so for my son who's nine, Caleb. Okay. And and he's like my hero. Like, I look (laughs) up to him. Is (laughs) that right? He's super smart. Okay. He's super smart. Very, very smart. And I'm not just saying I know all parents be like, oh, my son's smart or my kid's smart. But no, my son is very, very smart and Mm -hmm. intelligent at such a young age. And those are the conversations that I have with him. Like, at times he has to remind me, like, Dad, you know I'm only nine. But he, he gets it because I'm talking to him right. like he's an adult. Like, hey, you got to be on top of your business. Like, you got to be doing it. You got to get this is how you do it. I have him reading books and things mm-hmm. like that, philosophy books right, at an early age. And he gets it. He plays chess very okay. well at an okay. early age. Okay. But those are the conversations that I have with him, and I instill those in him. Mm-hmm. He probably gets tired of it so much. Like, oh, that's my dad. He's gonna go on a rant right. and talk right. to me about life. And mm-hmm. I tell him those same things. Like, son, you may not understand it now, but... 10 years from so now, you're going to be 19, mm-hmm. you're going to be okay. understanding these things that I'm telling you about right now. Okay. So okay. that's a conversation that I do have with my older son mm-hmm. about life, like, mm-hmm. much more intense.
0: Okay, okay. So for the three-year-old, it's like, it, you you got plenty of time and just yeah, a little bit at a time. Yeah, plus you, a bit you, of time. you can't tell him nothing anymore, yeah. right? He's three, like, yeah. <laughs> and I'll admit, like, my son, they're, they're spoiled,
1: but not over-spoiled. Like, uh-huh. I, it's just from, I think, like, I'm very emotionally attached to my sons because I didn't have that
0: okay growing okay. up
1: so i have my sons and i just like i love them That's mm-hmm. it. i just love them like i let them do what they want to do in a sense like i take them to work with me when i can no key. i let them go like if they want to go with me and do the things that adults do i think that you should allow them to do it okay don't push okay. them away from it like mm-hmm. no i don't do that like i let him he want to help with the laundry want to help with the dishes okay. He want to sweep He want to come out and play in the con clean like i let him do those things mm-hmm. He want to come to work if I'm permitted, I'll bring him to work with me. Okay. Have them putting stuff in the files at three years old. Like, okay. Yeah, go okay. turn the computer on for me. Go do it. Just because right. he wants to do it. If right. I tell him, no, you can't do it, he's going to be probably, what, wondering why he can't do it. Mm-hmm. That could do You never know what that'll do to him from a self-esteem point. Like, well, oh, my you. daddy don't want me to do it. Right. So I just let him. Like, I don't think no harm's in it. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's
1: no book to being a parent, right? No,
0: none at all. You Not can't take all.
1: it and say, this is chapter nine when your three-year-old is... Experience this or going through this phase. This is what you do. Mm-hmm. You just do it from an instinctive point.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. What kind of what kind of you know? Because I hear you know you say you love your sons, but I but I hear a, a, a love for the things that you're doing. You know, you talk about the different students that you talk to that come mm-hmm. in and all the things that you have to take in consideration when you're interacting with them and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so I'm hearing a, a, a love for what it is that you do, and I'm thinking that you feel that you are doing something positive in the lives of others. You know how does that how does that fit into uh, you're your being a, a a person that's interacting with with people that you have no relationship with. I mean that you aren't related to these ain't your children you know <laughs> what I'm saying but I'm hearing Daddy talking to his kids yeah. how, how does that have you given that some thought and, and, and how does that uh, fit in, in, in into into your life in the greater scheme of things.
1: I can look, well, I look at me in the position that I'm in with regards to working in higher education. Like, I look at a kid, and that's me mm-hmm. when I was 19. Okay. You know, you okay. have those feelings, your self esteem, your insecurities, and things like that. You don't think you fit in, mm-hmm. you don't think you're smart enough. But when I got older and became wiser and looked back on those things, like, oh, man, I wish that I would have had more confidence in who I am as a person. Like, but you don't get that. Okay. I remember I, I had to repeat the fifth grade. Oh, my goodness. They told my dad, like, he just doesn't get it, he's not smart enough. I never graduated from high school, I went to like five different high schools. Mm. I ended up getting a GED. Oh my goodness, then I got an associate degree, mm-hmm. then a bachelor's degree, mm-hmm. then a master's degree. Okay, so I'm looking at these kids because they're me, and I know for a fact that if I can do it, they can do it because I was told the same thing, right? Like, oh, you can't do that, or you're not smart enough, you're not intelligent mm-hmm. enough because it's bias, right? You just right. don't fit in in that particular way of learning things. Mm-hmm. So here's this kid that's coming in. And he has no clue or she has no clue what lies ahead. The littlest thing is a tragedy to them. Right. Like, oh my God, right, I just right, broke up with right. my girlfriend. What's yeah. that? And you have to sit down and tell them like, come on, man. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Like, life is good. You'll get 50 more women along the way. <laughs> You'll have plenty more. You'll married and right. get a husband and all those right. things. But you have to paint it in a picture and speak to that level. Like, you can't speak over their heads. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. can't speak below to them. You mm-hmm. got to speak directly to them okay. where it's relatable to them, mm-hmm. where they feel where you're coming from. You're not just talking for something that you learned in some textbook in your program. Okay. You're giving them real world, real life experience that allows them to relate to you. Because you're a human being. Every person has been 19 years old. Right. Every person has gone through those phases and stages because that's a human stage that you go through. But again, if you're coming from a parent's perspective that says this is what you have to do, that's because that's what they were told to do. Right. And if you had to put on your parents' shoes, you're going to do what? Look at the world through their eyes, oh, the eyes the same way that they do. So I don't think that it's coming from a bad place. Mm-hmm. When your parents are telling you something that they want you to do, they're just doing it out of concern because they know that the world is really hard. Exactly. And that you're exactly. going to go through things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, again, I always say this, like we've evolved so right. much as human beings as a civilization in the way that we conduct and do
0: business today. Why is it that we have not changed the way that we educate? Mm-hmm. 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 You know, I think something that's, that's, that's of utmost importance and something that I'm, uh, that I'm also hearing through what it is that you're saying, and that is that uh, irregardless of how you become educated, you know, whether it's, it's self-educated, you know, you, you learn things from the internet, you learn things from going to college, you learn things from reading, you know, whatever the case may be, that is an accumulation of knowledge. Yes. you know but along with that knowledge you know there needs to be some type of wisdom oh you yeah. know because because without you know you can have as much knowledge in the world and be a complete idiot in terms of dealing with life you know and so i'm hearing uh a person like yourself who's that 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 link that connects that accumulation of knowledge with what to do with it you know because social interaction is of utmost importance on this planet. I don't care what it is you're doing. The the biggest draws are are entertainment, Facebook, you know, everybody wants to be a part of the larger picture. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? You can't learn that online. You can't learn that, uh, you know, going to school. You have to have someone, a human being who's experienced some of the things that you're going to go through to be able to communicate with you in that regard. You know what I'm going to do with my life, you Mm -hmm. know? And, and I'm thinking, you know, that that's, it has to happen so that's another aspect of how important people like yourself are in making that happen and looking at the the, the, the way that the the system is set up it's not it's not like mentor. you're supposed to have an advisor a counsel that kind of thing you know mm-hmm. that's something they say you're supposed to have but in picking who those people are <laughs> you know what i mean yep. it, it it it's going to be you know the, the uh really a matter of life and death yep. you know because you got somebody that's telling you you need to stay in school you you're slow you do it that ain't, that's not going to work. But somebody on the other hand, says, oh yeah, you, 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 you lost your girlfriend. You get another one. You lost your boyfriend. It's another, you 19 years old. You know, you got plenty of time. You know what I'm saying? How important is that? Do you feel in terms of uh, a person being able to live life? And for you personally, has that, has anyone been that person for you? Oh. You know, and how beneficial was that for you?
1: Yeah, by all means, I, I've had quite a few. I have a cousin, my cousin Tramiel, um a, a, a real true like mentor, inspiration to me. I remember he used to always ask me how I was doing in high school, and right? mm-hmm. I used to be like, "Oh, I'm doing." I had never been to high school, I used to be like, "Yeah, I'm doing good." Like I used to <laughs> just lie like yeah, because I felt bad like. Right. But. I didn't pay attention until later on when I was like, oh, because he was so successful in what he had done. Mm -hmm. And I admired it so much. Mm -hmm. But he was one of those mentors, my brother, uh, Renita. Mm -hmm. There was Mm -hmm. quite a few people that I looked up to for that type of guidance, in a sense, to say, hey, not necessarily what it is that I should be doing, but just Mm -hmm. what they were doing. I got you. It was their action alone that allowed me to see, like, oh, I can do that, too. Right. And they weren't negative when I came to them about how I felt about life and the mm-hmm. things that I was going through. There were times when I didn't know how to get it. Okay. Or where okay. it would come from with right. regards to what you remember is life. Like we mm-hmm. all go through it. And I just happened to catch on to it. Okay. And say, all right, cool. I get it. I would go to those people and ask those specific questions mm-hmm. about, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. What's the best approach do you think that I should take? Not necessarily what should I do. Right. But what's the right. best approach right. that I should I gotcha. take. So now I'm in a position in which I'm interacting with students from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. And I understand it. Those same people who you were mentioning, like, oh, well, yeah, just do this and do that. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Those same, no matter what college campus you go to, this the same administrators or those people behind that desk, they had a dream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At some point in time, and somebody told them that they couldn't do it. Right. And right. they ended up believing it. Okay. And so then they're like, all right, cool. I call them and say, well, hey, you know, we're hiring at Walmart. Well, I do need to pay my
0: Cardinal, mm-hmm.
1: So they mm-hmm. take the job, right? Mm-hmm. 10 years go by, they still at Walmart okay, with a degree yeah. or without right. a degree, so to speak, because they gave up on what it is that they believed. And somebody told them that they couldn't do it. And they really believed it. They mm-hmm. really, truly believed it. And I'm a firm believer that that's not true at all. Okay, Like, whatever you want to do, you can do it. If not, we're going to create an excuse as to why we can't get it done. Wow. Because it's easy to point the finger and say, well, my mama didn't love me enough. Mm-hmm. Or right. you love me too much. The worst, thing, and this is just my joke too. I think one of the worst jobs you can have in the world is a parent. Because no matter how we turn out, who do we blame? <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. If you're extremely
1: successful, <laughs> right. you're going to be like, I hate this because my dad pushed me too much. Yeah, or yeah. if I'm not successful, my mama didn't hug me enough. Uh-huh, like, no uh-huh. matter who, how we turn out in life, we're going to always blame our parents for it. Yeah, yeah, that's like absolutely. one of the worst jobs you can have, but it's also the most important
0: is, job that you can is. have. It is. It definitely is. Um, you know, we, we have some, some things going on on, 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 on this campus, uh, and it's about uh, black students not, not feeling that they're not treated fairly, but you and I both know that, you know, there's still some disparity among between the races you know there's still inequity going on Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and back in the day uh, you know i i I shared with you that you know when i when i was coming up back in, in 1968 and in college colleges all over the country were presenting demands to the to the administration yeah, and we had that. guns and we meant business. Today, you know, like you said, I mean, times are changing, you know, there's mm-hmm. there's other ways to, 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 to make things happen. But when you're, when you're faced with something of, of, of that nature and you get angry, you know, and, and, and you're ready to do something uh, that, that might not be in your best behalf or the behalf of the students that you're representing, how do you deal with looking at uh, a white administration that doesn't really understand what it is that you're going through. How do you navigate uh, what what, what can be done to make that happen? Because a lot of times I think what what goes on is is something that you just inferred, and that is that we really have to look at ourselves and and, and the role we play as individuals in in this big picture rather than looking at somebody to blame for our condition. You know, and so and so in that regard, how do you see uh, the black students on this campus, the black students all over the world in every city, you know, looking at they need to do something about my condition?
1: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And you hit it. You hit a point when you said based from an individual standpoint, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. understanding that you are an individual. But I also know that it's not promoted enough in our community okay of
0: college okay
1: and what it means and what it represents just not now recently but it's always been going on oh absolutely even from an administrative standpoint in most colleges you won't see a lot of black administrators a lot of mm-hmm. black professors mm-hmm. a lot of black campus presidents right you won't right. see those things like that mm-hmm. not saying that they're not there but it's just so scarce right. so far for you in between so any like here it, even in long beach for an example like i remember where we were having a meeting they were like oh it's only like a five percent African-American minority population. We're trying to increase that population. How do we do it? And you're sitting in a meeting, and you know you're the only black person in the (laughs) room, and they turn around and look at you. Right. <laughs> How should I? You know what I mean? Like you do it right. the same way that you do any other thing. Yeah. But I don't think it just lies there. But again, it's just not promoted enough mm-hmm. within our own communities, within yeah. our own homes. I got because we you. don't see it like that. Right. For some strange reason, like we just don't see it like that where we come from in African American communities. Mm-hmm. There's so mm-hmm. many other viable options. We think again, quote unquote, we think to be a mm-hmm. rapper to be a basketball player. Yeah, exactly. How many of those basketball players forego college and go straight to the NBA? Exactly. How many okay. of those? to college and go straight to the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. How many people would rather, where we come from, think that selling drugs is the more viable option exactly. than exactly. even graduating from high school? Right. So it starts on an individual level, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it starts in a home first. Like, the home. I wouldn't want to put myself personally on the front line for nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Because I'm afraid that me putting myself on the front line... I may miss a teachable moment for my own kids, right, right. which could possibly steer them in the wrong direction. I got you. So I think that's my job and duty in this moment is to Mm -hmm. raise them, be their father, be there for them on the front lines, Mm -hmm. than to put something else and say, no, this is what you should do and have this big protest and things like that. Mm -hmm. When I got to start with my own family first. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how, but this is just, again, my opinion. Right. I think that it should start from an individual level within the homes and worrying about your kids and your family and how you're going to support and take care of them and raise them, then you spread out to mm-hmm. them. Okay. But then instilling that at an early age and within the home and letting them see that, being there for them. Mm-hmm. So it, I think it's, it, we'll, we'll talk for like seven hours because that's a much, much deeper conversation yeah. with yeah. regards to why you don't see that much African, why you don't see those many African Americans right. within the college system like that. It's just not
0: here. It's all over the country. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, I, wow. uh <laughs> I, I just so appreciate you and 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 there's so much else to be said like you said we've spent seven years just talking about one topic you mm-hmm. know what I mean and the things that 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 we've covered that's far are of utmost importance because i think that both of us being in this arena uh in this college arena it's uh is mandatory that somebody at least speak on definitely the situation you know and 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 offer some you know uh uh some things that that might be uh, 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 at least capable of putting the right perspective, not only in people's minds, but in their hearts as well. You know, that things are not as they should be. We know that, we accept that, but there is definitely something that we can do about it. Oh, You know, and if we come together. We can figure what that is. By you know means. what I mean? And quit looking to me to help you with black folks. You know? <laughs> and I quit looking at you to help me with white folks. You know? I'm right. going to do me, you do you, yep. and we'll, we can come together and, and, and reach some 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 viable conclusion that's yep. going to help all of us. I agree. I yeah, agree. see, I just, man, I just so appreciate it. And and, and when you coming back, man? <laughs> oh, man, whenever you want to have me. Whenever yeah, you wanna yeah. Have me, uh, back. I, I want you to look at your calendar, man, and tell me what Wednesday you can come back. And, 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 and we're going to make that happen. We'll do, we'll there's do. there's a lot more to be said, man. I thank you so much, uh, man. And if there's anything, man, that you want to, you know, send a shout out or something to somebody, just a, a, a parting word, you know, for now. You know, yeah. you got anything you want to... Uh, next,
1: well, I'll come back definitely just uh, when I'm ready to promote my book, Lessons okay. in Life. All right. All nice right. life story. But no, I, I love, everything is good. Life is not good. I think it's great. I okay. think just maintaining a positive attitude uh-huh. at all things, finding a lot of laughter and humor in life. Right. And just being, you know, true to yourself and who you are, not being afraid to be who you are. Okay. You know what I mean? And just respecting everyone around you. But most in foremost just being a positive person having that positive attitude that optimistic attitude about life i think it'll i don't think i know for a fact that it'll take you a very long way in life my man
0: okay man good talk all right will do sir (laughs) Okay, uh, this is Calvin, and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. What you've done is access the Black Talk Radio Show, and we're presenting you with a social commentary from an African-American perspective. One thing I have to let you know, though, is that the views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. Um If you want to find out more about this show or any other show that you're listening to at one point or another, just log on to KUCI.org. Now, I don't know if you guys, all of you guys anyway, were able to hear the previous show, but we had a young man, Yancey Carter, on. And he's working in the higher educational field, higher education field, and uh, he really had some, some strong input in terms of what it is that... Uh, we as parents and we as students need to look at in terms of where we're headed and where we are right now. And I'm just so pleased to have been able to talk with him and uh, to get the information, the much needed information that I hope a lot of students, if not all students, were able to uh, to tune in and listen to. Uh, right now, this is the second half of the show, and I do a blog on the second half and then do a little bit of discussion after the blog has been uh Recite it, okay? (laughs) And so this week's blog is entitled, Do We Know That We Know? And uh, I'm going to let you guys take a listen. Hold on. Hey there, this is Calvin with the latest blog entitled, Do We Know That We Know? Maybe it's just me, but I detect a sense of urgency in the universe, yet our complacency has not diminished accordingly. In other words, time is passing really fast and some of us seem willing to just let it go past without at least sharing what we have. What's going on in Ferguson, Missouri? Has the so-called rioting been addressed to the point it will never happen again? The police force in New York? Are cops feeling liberated to continue disregarding the sanctity of black life? Or is something being done to offset that manner of thinking? the closing of over 50 public schools in Chicago? Has Mayor Rahm Emanuel put out an affidavit that shows how the closings have benefited the educational pursuits of our youth or possibly suppressed the gang violence? And what about where you live? Is everything hunky-dory or is there another sad story about to be told? Some of us have taken on an attitude of our insignificant and powerless we are to do anything that might make a difference. We need to drop that like it's hot, y'all. Quiet as it's kept, we all have the capacity to empower ourselves. We don't have to wait for somebody to tell us what to do, when to do it, and what manner to do it in. We don't have to wait for something to happen and then angrily respond until a designated anger management team appearing somewhere in the media tells us to hold it down cause everything gon' be alright. We got to drop that sense of ain't nothing I can do, y'all. We got to pick up the enthusiasm that made us angrily respond in the first place and use it to do something that contributes to the straightening out of whatever the mess might be. Do we know what's really going on in Ferguson or New York or Chicago? Or are we only aware of what we're being told? Should we continue to get upset when we're told something disturbing? Of course we should. Should we respond with bitterness and anger when whatever it is takes place? Well, when we're in the vicinity of where some form of negativity is occurring, I don't know if any of us can be unresponsive, because most of the choices made in those types of situations are emotional, and reasoning prior to acting has little, if any, bearing on how we might respond. The key here is not to downplay what's going on around us, Not to wait to respond to the next event, but rather to do something now, to feel comfortable in knowing that whatever negativity comes about, no matter where it takes place, we did our part in trying to prevent it. Do you know how to do that? Of course, we all do. We already know that charity starts at home and spreads abroad. We already know that we should treat others like we want to be treated, and we already know that true love conquers all. So there's no question of do I know, it's a matter of doing something with what I know. We must keep in mind that it's the little changes in our personal lives that will revolutionize the very nature of our collective existence. When each of us goes to bed tonight, remembering that we hugged our child today or that we spoke to somebody we didn't know, or gave something to somebody in need, or that we did something positive on this day, regardless of its seeming insignificance, we can all rest comfortably knowing that we contributed to the well-being of another living being. We can then continue getting up each morning with a renewed conviction to do something on this day for somebody until it becomes our daily objective life is unfolding exactly as it should. Whatever you're doing, have done, or plan to do is going to work out exactly as it should. You see, the outcome is not ours to decide. We're only responsible for the choices we make. We all know, however, that the choices we make will have a direct bearing on the consequences that come from our having made them. No matter how small what we give to another may seem, the universe is extremely grateful for our having shared it and will respond accordingly. And no matter how dismal things might seem, a lot of people in a lot of places are doing the little things that make a beneficial difference in all our lives. You know how I know? Because we're still here, in spite of what's going on around us. What that means is that we still have a chance to make our situation even better. With that being said, let's each of us continue to do what we can, when we can, wherever we can. Why? Because we already know that we can. I'll holla. Okay. I like that. How y'all feel about that? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I was, uh, you know, and this isn't just, you know, one day uh, in the course of a of a month or or once a year or anything like that. But this is an everyday occurrence for me. That being that something's going on in this universe on on this planet you know that needs to be addressed you know and i'm i'm hearing nine and ten year old kids talking about wow time is flying and i remember going back you know when i was that age and and time was you know it, it moved not slowly but uh i had a good time all the time <laughs> you know what i mean but it seems today that things are happening so fast, and we're responding so fast that we don't get an opportunity to just stop and smell the roses. Don't get an opportunity to, you know, just take some time out and look at ourselves and think about the accomplishments we've made because we're always looking at the people with fame and fortune that are doing things that are, to us anyway, are extremely big. You know, we talked about on the last show about the 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 millionaires that are, that are be, that are you know being made every each and every day. I mean, they. they I just read a statistic. I don't know how many it was, but it was quite a few billionaires on the planet, you know, and that 20 years ago was unheard of, you know, unrealistic, you know, and the fact of the matter is, how did that happen? You know, how are these things taking place? And for me, it's all about, you know, being in a hurry getting all you can as soon as you can, you know, and then in terms of doing something with what you've obtained, you know, that's in in a hurried state as well. You know, well, let me give some of this money away so I can, you know, not have so much to pay on my taxes this year or whatever the case might be, you know, and everything that that we do as as individuals that might not be millionaires or billionaires is being carried out in the same manner. We rushing to get stuff. You know, we rush rushing to, to go here, rushing to go there in the hopes that we can accomplish some things that will be uh, recognized by others as something not necessarily beneficial, but something that brings us fame, you know, and it's not a bad thing. Because I think it's important that we always strive to be better, you know, but the perspective from which we're trying to be better, I think, needs to be addressed. And that perspective being, let me hurry up and get famous. Let me hurry up and and, and be known by the entire universe. Let me hurry up and do something that that people are going to talk about. You know, and as I said before, all that's well and good. But the fact of the matter is, what else can and should we be doing? And that's the point I'm trying to make, you know, that we have to understand how powerful we really are in looking at ourselves from another angle, not one being of fame and fortune, but one of being loving, you know, and willing to give of ourselves so that others can benefit because in the in the long run, it's going to benefit us all. you know. And so the thing is, if you take a look at at, at your life each and every day, you know, you get up in the morning, and, and and you prepare uh, some food for yourself, and it's, it's in a hurried state. You know, you got to do a uh, a breakfast that not about bacon eggs. And 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 uh, uh, pancakes and that kind of thing, but it's about putting some fruit or something in a, gla- in a in a mixer, and 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 mixing it up and drinking that on the way to work, in the hopes that you don't spill it on that new blouse you just bought or that you know the new pair of pants you put on, you know. But but it's imperative that you hurry up and finish this breakfast or or prepare this breakfast so you can go about getting to work on time in this traffic on the four hundred five. That's you know like. at at a snail's pace and you're sitting there worried about why am I gonna make it on time I hope my students don't leave the room I hope the boss doesn't get upset and those kinds of things and then when you get to the your place of employment is you know I need for you to do this I need for you to do that I need for you to do this you know and then you you go take a break you know and then somebody's calling you on your cell phone and it's your daughter she want to know this she want to know that you know (laughs) and by the time you get to lunch you know if you get to lunch you're exhausted you know and 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 feel, you know, like you're so insignificant in the greatest scheme of things because you haven't really enjoyed doing what it is that you do, you know, and everything that we do, I think, should bring us some joy. And maybe we should look at what our attitude is in terms of that. I was talking to my wife, uh, I think it was the day before yesterday about, you know, the fact that uh, her uh, getting back and forth to work is is rather horrendous because of the fact that it takes so long. You know, and it's not really that long a distance, but because of the traffic. And she said that she talked to another uh, person uh, in her place of employment and asked him how he dealt with it because he came from a much, uh, you know, he had a much longer ride. And you know what he said? He said, I say to myself, Boy, I'm glad I ain't got to pick cotton. (laughs) He said, this is a whole lot better than picking cotton, you know, and so it's all about perspective, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, you have to make the best of it. Like they say, you know, make uh, if you get lemons, make lemonade, you know, that kind of thing. And I think that's where we're where we are right now. Looking at ourselves from an angle of, you know, powerless me, poor little old me. I got to go through all this stuff every day. And what am I really accomplishing? Who's really appreciating what it is that I'm doing? You know, and 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 I understand that. I experienced that myself, you know, and I think we all do, you know, feeling that we're not really contributing in the way that we know that we're capable of. or maybe we're not we don't even know we're capable of it, you know, but we're not contributing in a way. That satisfies us, you know, and that goes for the guy who, uh, you know, who goes to work every day at McDonald's and is making, you know, minimum wage and, and, the, and the billionaire, you know, that's that's going through the same thing because it's all, you know, it's all relative. You know what i mean if you're making five dollars an hour or five thousand dollars an hour you still got things that you have to do that you feel are gonna allow you to maintain uh the stability that each of us is seeking or uh you know be upwardly mobile you know and so that we can get more of what it is we think we need to make a difference in 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 our lives and in the lives of others and most of the time It's frustrating because we ain't achieving what we'd like to achieve in the time that we have allotted ourselves to achieve it in. So, again, what is it that we need to look at? How is is it that we need to address our lives that will make them more conducive to feeling good about ourselves? And in the blog, I think that, you know, what I spoke on in terms of looking at your life from the perspective of, Understanding that I am contributing something. I am making a difference in life rather than, you know, what else do I need to do? And the simple things I think are so very important. You know, it, we, we, we look at situations that are going on all around us and things seem to be happening over and over again. I just saw, a uh, uh, you know, the news and there's some guy uh, that the, he had been chased by the police uh, for like 15, 20 minutes you know and he's going uh you know past uh schools past a hospital you know past a residential area you know and the police are in hot pursuit and uh the 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 news you know they they interrupted a program and 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 just to show this this was this morning you know and um, and this guy finally he's he stopped there's like you know 10, Police cars behind him and they get out with their riot gear and all these kinds of things. And as they're approaching him, there's a little dog that's in the car and that's all they see is the little dog. But they assume that this man is armed or whatever, you know, and then he, he they they finally come up to the truck that he was driving. And they look inside and they don't know whether he's alive or not because he's lying there. You know, And the newscast, is talking about, well, he might be asleep. I don't see how you can sleep, you know, and police are chasing you. I don't understand that. But 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 it drew my attention. And I continued to watch it until I said to myself, wait a minute, what am I doing here? You know, they did the same thing with O.J. Simpson, and that took a year for them to, you know, to work that out. And here we are looking at these things, you know, and, 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 and uh, uh, things are going on in our, in our bodies. You know, our temperature is rising, our heart rate is accelerating, you know, and all these things that we're watching. And really, what can we do about that? About that situation, you know, and that's why I reference, you know, what's happening in in, in Ferguson, Missouri today, you know, what's happening in Chicago, what's happening in New York, you know, what's continuing to happen every minute of the day somewhere. And we're focused, so focused on that and, and, and so focused on it ain't nothing I can do about that, you know, when in reality there is something that we can do. You know, we can address what it is that we're doing as individuals, you know, and how better can we cope with our own lives as opposed to looking at others lives and saying the world is messed up, you know, because the world isn't messed up because each individual is in their own space, you know, and so many times we get out of our space to look at somebody else's space, you know, and then we get depressed. You know, I'm driving down the highway and I'm looking at these people, you know, in their cars and everybody's looking all mad and upset. Somebody, you know, uh, uh, putting eye- eyeliner on, you know, somebody's drinking coffee, somebody's eating, you know, and, you, and I'm looking at all that and I'm saying, wow, that's a shame. They gonna have, have an accident in it. You know, let's let's reference something else. Where are you at right now? What are you doing in your car? You know what I mean? And, and the thing is, what can 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 we as individuals do in our own space? You know, that's not going to not going to uh, uh, step over the line of somebody else's space while at the same time feeling that we are responsible for contributing what we have to another individual. How do we do that? You know, and I think first off, we have to look at who we are what it is that we're doing and what it is that we can either continue to do or change in order that we can make a difference. First of all, in our lives with the understanding that if I become a better person, then those around me will become better because I'm going to look at them from a different angle. You know, and so with, 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 with that analogy, what I, what I looked at today in watching this program was what, you know, like I got something I need to do. You know, I got to, you know, finish preparing for this radio show <laughs> to say, you know, I don't have time to really get involved with this thing right now because right now there's some other things of uh, a a lot more importance I feel and that's conveying this message to the people who are are willing to listen. You know, and for me that 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 that's that that gratifies me, you know, it takes me to a place where I feel that I'm contributing something no matter how small it might seem I must be contributing something you know because uh, you know there's a there's something here where you can gauge how many people listen to your show I don't even know where it is I don't know how to operate or anything like that but I've come to the conclusion what difference does it make whoever's listening is the ones who's supposed to be listening and if don't nobody else hear it I hear myself talking and I like what I'm saying <laughs> so <laughs> you know I'm going to gain a little bit and I'm, I'm hopeful that someone else will as well You know, and so we continue, you know, down this path of of really self-destruction because we're so focused on stuff outside of ourselves. So focused on what's going on around us and not focusing on what's going on inside of us, because there's a battle going on in there. You know, there's a battle about, you know, even whatever it is that you do for a vocation, say, you know, whatever it is you do, wherever it is that you work. What is your major objective? Your major objective is to is to is to make money. You know, let's face it. I mean, there are other things that you would like to do, but your major objective is to make money. You know what? I, why are you so concerned with making money? Because you got to feed your family. Right. And so when you when, when when you look at it from that perspective it's something that you have to do. I got to do that. You know, if I want to make money, I got to go to work. So in going to work, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm upset because this is happening and that is happening, not only on the job, but on my way to the job, on my way home from the job, you know, and it's not making me happy. So why don't we take another look at it and look at what other reason we're going to work? You know, if you if you're a nurse, for instance, I'm sure you went into nursing, not with the you know, express intent of making money, but you went into nursing to help other people. You know, if you if you're a a doctor, I'm sure you had the same intent initially. You know, if you're a professor or a teacher, you know, you want to help teach kids. You know, I'm sure that was an objective at some point or another. You know, and as time goes by, we get caught up in the fact that I'm not making a difference. You know, and so then our objective becomes a lot stronger in terms of the money that we're going to be able to make. And we do things that we feel are going to help us to do that. You know, I had a a job at Ford Motor Company and the supervisors were never present until something happened. If there was a breakdown or something like that, then you get four or five supervisors coming. What happened? What's going on? You know, what are they doing the rest of the time? They're in their office sitting by that phone waiting for that raise or waiting for that promotion, you know, to make more money and not even asking us what's going on with you personally. How do you feel about this breakdown? Is it too much on your job that you have to do or, you know, whatever that case might be. And so I think if we take a, a different look at what it is we're doing and why we're doing it, it'll bring a little more joy to us. And so we, 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 we go to work and, 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 and we definitely know if I come to work. And I stay here for a certain period of time, I'm going to get paid. That's a given, you know. So what else can I do beside what it is that I'm doing? What other attitude can I have in terms of being okay at work? you know And the attitude is, that you can have is that you know um, you speak to your, 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 your coworkers. you know you drop in their office and from time to time and say, I just I just wanted to say hi. You know, or you do different things that, like like talking to somebody that you've never talked to before, just greeting somebody you've never greeted before, you know. And a lot of times, so many times we, you know, we do little simple things like before we leave the house, you know, we have the intent of, 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 of fixing breakfast for our kids or sending them off to school or whatever the case might be. But how many times do we say, baby, you know what? I love you. You know, I love you. And I just want you to have a wonderful day. You know, and and if you've ever done that, can you do you recall the what what went on in your in, in, in your in your body in your psyche? Wasn't it a good feeling? You know, and regardless of how they responded, oh, mom, <laughs> you know, the fact of the matter was that you were able to express something that was important to you, and is equally important to them, even though they might not express it in the same way that you do. You know. So it's those little bitty things I think that we need to to focus on a lot more than we're doing, you know Let's quit looking at all these negative things that are going on all about us all the negative things that are happening That we think are happening in our lives and take a different, you know, look at it from a different perspective You know, everything that's happening to me is supposed to happen to me so that I can learn from the experience And that experience being that, you know, I was upset or I was bothered by this particular situation But I addressed it in a way that I said to myself, you know, Right now, I might not be powerful enough to do something about that particular situation, but I can do something positive in my own life. You know, and it ain't no nothing big. It ain't nothing that you're going to be, you know, made famous for. But it's something that the universe really, really appreciates. And that's that positive energy that comes from interacting with another in a in a in a beneficial way. You know, and it's just so amazing to me, and I know all of us have experienced this at some time or another, but it's just so amazing to me how I get a a check, you know, for five, let's say $500, you know, and I'm real happy about that check at that moment, you know, and then I go and I pay, you know, my bills, and uh, I look in my pocket, you know, and I got $5 left, you know, and then now I'm upset about what happened to all my money, you know what I mean? Okay, let's take the same scenario. You know, you 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 see your wife and you look at your wife and you say, baby, you know what? I just love you. And then the expression that comes on her face after you've said that is is priceless. You know what I'm saying? And you can you can be going to sleep that night and, and be bothered by something that perhaps happened at work. And you say, wow, but. I told my wife she love I love her and she looked like she loved me back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's something that can last. That's something that can stay with you. So when you're riding on, in, you know, in your car coming to work and you kissed your baby or kissed your 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 man or your woman or whatever the case might be and told them that you loved them, you know you're gonna be all right at least for the first you know 15 minutes of traffic. <laughs> and hopefully you will have done something else in the meantime that will carry you through the rest of the journey. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying all that to say that I think it's so, so very important for us to understand how really important we are to each other, how really important we are to each other. And whatever we do, the little things that we do are going to contribute to the bigger picture. And at some point, if all of us, you know, just took a little time out to spread some love, you know, to another human being, if all of us did that we'd be amazed at the changes that will come about in the world we live in and in the universe that that world is situated in. And so, as always, I'm just so happy to be able to, to talk about what I wanna talk about, you know, and to be able to believe, not be able to believe, but I know, I do believe because I know that somebody somewhere is gonna be able to gain something from something positive that's being said to them. And so, uh, you guys, Y'all go out and do the same thing. All right. You know, kiss somebody, <laughs> you know, say hi to somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do something positive on, 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 on this day, you know, and maybe that ride home from work will be more pleasant than it was yesterday. I thank y'all for listening. And I want you guys to just stay tuned because we got a wonderful show coming on at five o'clock, which is going to be in about three more minutes. And that show is going to be hosted by Tonah. And it's called A Serendipitous Love for Film. And she's going to be talking about some film of which some of us might have seen. And whether we have or not, we're going to want to hear about it. So you guys, as I said, stay tuned. And as always, in parting, i holler.